Kyla from Melanin Animated, and we are here with the lovely Caitlin Glass. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a privilege and it's an honor. I apologize for constantly messaging you like a complete psycho, but no, no you're not psycho. You're psycho. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, oh, I don't want to be weird, but I am so grateful and thankful that you came because you were literally an OG of Funimation and I've been watching Dove literally my whole life. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It's my oh, pleasure. Thank you. Um, so what we do here is ask you a couple, like couple questions, and then we'll ask you um, what you like to do. Um, you know, anything outside of just voice acting, what you like mm. to do. So cool. Okay. Um, so let's just introduce you because some people probably don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> So who are you? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> uh, well, I'm Caitlin Glass, and I've been voice acting uh, in dubs for anime since 2004. Um, but I guess the the biggest thing that I did uh, at the time back then would be Winry in Full Metal Alchemist. That was the my big break, I guess you could say. Um, but since then, I've gone on to play Winry yet again in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, how do he? in um or on high school host club let's see um vivi in one piece and petra in attack on titan uh, machi in the new fruits basket uh cami in street fighter four and five and uh lots and lots of other roles i apologize for leaving off someone's favorite one i'm, I'm sure <laughs> but um i'm i feel so fortunate to have uh, played all the parts that i've played it's really cool all right. Um, okay. Speaking of Winry, sure. Um, what was it like being in Full Metal? Because, um, Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh my God, was very um, game changer for the anime. Um, yeah. It just it touched a lot of like it. I don't know. Full Metal was something. I remember I was in the fourth grade when Full Metal Alchemist came out, and I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, I think that it has some very universal themes, so everybody can relate to the struggle of the Elric brothers and the other characters in the show. I think that's why uh, it was so popular and continues to be uh, such an important part of just anime's legacy here in the west um playing winry was really awesome especially so early on uh, in my career i hadn't even been there a year yet and anime was uh, and watching anime was a hobby of mine but kind of a new hobby Uh, at the time i was still in college and i was spending all of my time in the theater because that's what i got my degree in and if i wasn't doing theater stuff i was doing stuff at church so i really didn't have an escape i needed something else to do besides those two things and i'm like i used to like anime back in high school um let's check that out again right so i started getting back into it Uh, i hadn't gone to any conventions or anything but i was just watching whatever was on tv so that's all dubs all the time on on toonami and um things that i could pick up that i could rent um at the blockbuster because i'm old you guys um (laughs) and uh I was reading like new type magazine. So I knew what full metal alchemist was because it was all, that was the show at the time. And that's mainly what was in the magazine every month. It was just like full metal, full metal, full metal. I'm like, what a cool dang show this is. Little did I know the company I'd only been working for, for a few months had picked up that show. So when the time came to audition for it, I was so excited, super nervous. Um, I did not actually read for Winry. She wasn't one of the characters to read for at the audition. It was Ed and Al, Hawkeye, Rose, uh, characters that showed up pretty immediately, um, which made sense. And uh, it was probably from my Rose audition that they figured out that I would be a good fit for Winry. But my favorite character actually to read for was Alphonse. Um, and he's still my favorite character of the show also, <laughs> but um, it was so exciting to be in it and to go to my first convention. When I went, it was just a, a, a convention here in Dallas and the show hadn't even come out yet, at least not the dub. And if people were watching the sub, it was illegal, you know, <laughs> something they had downloaded from like BitTorrent or something like that. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. But I remember being in a panel and my friends were all up on stage and I was just a, an attendee and they pointed me out during the panel going, and there's Caitlin Glass. She's, she's Winry. And all these people turned around and were like, <gasps> and there were folks coming up and they wanted my autograph. I'm like, y'all haven't even heard me. What if I'm terrible? You know. <laughs> but I guess that's just, you know, the power of Winry. Uh, so I kind of knew then I'm like, this might be a pretty big deal. This show that I'm in, uh, <laughs> and boy, howdy, was it, um, the coolest thing was probably going around to conventions as a guest while the show was still airing on TV and to experience the episodes along with the fans. Um, you know, they'd watch it on Saturday night and then Sunday at the con, just be so excited about what they just saw. And, um, we hadn't read the manga. We didn't like just theorizing about what was going to happen. There's been nothing else like that in, in my convention experiences. Uh, so yeah, she was great. Yeah. Do you miss like just like working and doing it and just I kind of do um I probably played Winry for the longest time out of any of my characters uh with the exception I guess of Cami White in Street Fighter um because from 2004 when we started the first Full Metal and then uh in 2010 I think is sounds about right 2009 was uh Brotherhood um so it's not like I played her every single day from 2004 to the end of a brotherhood in 2010, but still it's a good period of time to be living constantly with a character. There were a couple of movies in there. Um, so it was always nice to get to jump back in the booth and be Winry again. And it's been a long time since I've had that opportunity. So I do, I miss her. She's a sweet girl. <laughs> you, you definitely did a wonderful job, especially with the crying scenes. Oh, <laughs> she's so emotional. She wears her heart on her sleeve and that's uh, truly what I appreciated about her character, that she can be smart and she can be strong. And yes, she's beautiful, but it's not about that. And she's not right. afraid to show her emotions. And she's the one that those brothers depend on. Like they're out there and they save the day and everything ends up okay-ish because of them. But imagine if it weren't for her. If it weren't for her, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we def definitely gave them that space that they didn't have while they were out. Like you were saying, um, Ed and I were always out there saving the day. And when we allowed them to like, reminded them to be emotional and be, for the most part, human and rem told them that you guys are still young men, young boys. So it's okay. Yeah. And please come home. You know, like there's yes. somebody here. Every time, please come somebody home. Somebody here who wants you to come home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely loved Full Metal and still love Full Metal. Yeah. Um, literally the best anime manga of all time. Yeah, it's definitely one of those where it's like, you haven't watched anime before. I think that you might enjoy Brotherhood yeah. or you might enjoy Full Metal. Just go ahead and just watch it. Yeah. Yeah, there's something for everybody in yeah. that one. Mm -hmm. I agree. So who, was, who did you like playing more, Hari or Winery? Oh man, I did play them both at the same time. There was some overlap, but uh, as the years go on, I say that Haruhi is my favorite character uh, that, I've, that I've ever played. Um, you know, Winry comes in close second <laughs> and, and Kami and Street Fighter is up there too. Um, but Haruhi, there is no one else like her. <laughs> in all of anime some try and they maybe come close but she's so one of a kind and uh as varied as anime is there's still like stock personalities right the types of characters that you see from show to show like oh there's the best friend there's you know the girl next door um there's the you know all of those you know you watch anime um <laughs> but i feel like while there certainly are female characters that are mistaken for males and vice versa, just Haruhi's whole story and her outlook on life is so yeah. different uh, from anything that came before or has come since. So I'm so fortunate to have been her and uh, she's so cool, man. I love her. <laughs> I definitely appreciate her a lot. Um, yeah. Especially just her outlook on just, you know, gender and mm -hmm. how it doesn't matter. 
because mm. they thought she was a boy and she, yeah, was like, she was like she wasn't offended it didn't like bother her she's like whatever <laughs> yeah, so I, low-key I, about it I'm like that's what yeah. we need to oh, everybody just needs to relax yeah you you think in the future because I know everyone keeps asking asking <laughs> like fruit uh, like fruit basket I hope so because it mm. definitely deserves a reboot I feel like if fruits basket has taught us something it's that anything is possible exactly. after a long period of time so I don't want to say nah I don't think it'll happen um I kind of feel like if it were going to happen maybe it would have already but mm-hmm. man who knows for the longest time my stance with fans was like I don't think that it was as big a deal in Japan as it was here it you know in Japan fruits basket is like what right and I don't think that Oron is that over there so the need to reboot I don't know that it exists there well, certainly here everyone is crying out for it and they want to see the whole thing animated instead of just you know really I think the manga was maybe uh, the first anime was maybe like a third or half of uh, the whole Oron manga I don't remember I've read it all um, it would certainly be fun of course after gosh when do we dub that 2008 after all this time <laughs> to go back and do it again would, would be a blast. And I, I also would love to see the whole story um, yeah, animated. That really would be, good. It's really, really good. fun. Yeah. It would, man, I wonder what the art style would look like. Cause personally, I think right. the art style of Oran holds up, right? Like when you go back and watch like the original yeah. fruits basket, you're like, ah, uh, yeah, you know, good <laughs> <laughs> show, but uh, not always to my eyes, the most pleasant to look at, but I feel like Oran has a style and it holds up. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be weird to see it to me animated any different way, but I don't know studio bones. They're pretty busy making that uh, my hero academia show. So I don't know that they'd have time yeah. to crank out an Oran uh, reboot for us, but you know, they we, we can pray. We can hope. <laughs> I believe they will because you know, Shaman King, you know, yeah. Hey, yeah, for real. Yeah. That that's, yeah, so I genuinely believe like anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> you were also in Kadocha, by the way. Oh gosh, yeah, that was so fun. Yes. Uh you were the you were um what was this name? Natsumi. Natsumi. Natsumi? Yeah. She's yeah. so mean. So mean. <laughs> what a horrible sister. She's terrible. <laughs> I think I think I actually told my brother to like go play in traffic. I think that was a lot. Yes, you did. You were so weak. So yeah, but you killed it. You definitely killed it because I did. Oh, thank you for a while. Thank you. Yes, I'm trying to get these two to actually read it and watch it because it's really good. Man, it's so fun. The dub is so fun. That is like laura bailey just going crazy and doing all the things and pulling out all the stops all the tricks in her in her toolbox at the time yeah she's a pro (laughs) i you guys killed that and i really pray to god somebody anime gods anybody that um they reboot that because that definitely also deserves a reboot because it's been a very long time for kadocha i don't care bring it back my favorite of all time like anime of all time so yeah i i want to see a reboot for that so so i want to ask um because you had said something about like you know you've had the opportunity to play like these one-of-a-kind characters that to this day we still haven't seen so Mm -hmm. like what does that feel like for you to have played someone like haruhi winry and not and still just have them so set apart from to this day from other characters it's so uh, it's humbling because to think that I played them so early on in my career I'm so grateful like how did this happen to me how was I blessed to get to play these characters and to get to know them over all this time and to get to meet fans that relate to them and, and respect them and revere them I am just like, I thank God for that. How, how precious. Cause you know, there are times as an actor where you can have dry spells, you're not getting booked, you're not getting new roles um, of substance. Um, so it is really cool that despite that, I could still go to a convention and fans new and old um, 
are still really into the work that I've done, like that means so much. <laughs> that means so, so much. So thank you everybody who comes up and says things. I mean, it is a little weird to hear someone say, you're the voice of my childhood. But now I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, you, you I'm, are. So, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I could, I could do that. <laughs> you are. Thank you. Well, you were the voice of our childhood. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm just recently getting into One Piece, but oh, okay. I'll, like, I go in and out of the dub because that, uh, for whatever yeah. reason, it's just, yeah. but the dub for, the Funimation dub for One Piece in the beginning was so entertaining. And <laughs> um, how did, how would, how did it, how was it to be a part of that crew? Because Luffy being a part of that and your character as Vivi going against him sometimes you had to be like okay okay all right listen son uh yeah exactly (laughs) I had so much fun um with Vivi I really love strong female characters like Vivi like Winry who aren't just one thing right she's not just tough um I really truly appreciated her love for her country and her people Mm -hmm thought that was beautiful. Um, her willingness to sacrifice and, uh, you know, go undercover and like what man, she's so tough and cool. Uh, <laughs> and by the time I joined the crew, I'd already, um, worked with a lot of the cast, obviously in other shows, but I had started directing uh, shortly after I started voice acting. And, mm. uh, so I, I'd done some directing in one piece. So <laughs> it was, it was so fun to get to finally interact as an actor um in scenes with with actors that I had just been directing uh previously so and Colleen is hilarious she cracks me up as Luffy she's amazing I can't imagine anyone else (laughs) in that part she's such a hoot and um I think that in the the buildup and the progression of One Piece as a story, like the Alabasta arc, I think is really important. It kind of raises the bar and it was neat to just bring in a whole other part of the universe of One Piece, a whole other, you know, area, country, continent, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so cool. Uh, how, how neat. And something else neat about Vivi is I had been cast to play her the first thing I ever recorded as her was a game for the Wii, the original Wii. Um, One Piece Unlimited Adventure is maybe what it was called. So it was Vivi in like her uh, Miss Wednesday uh, form, riding around on Kadu, kicking butt, taking names. And then I was just kind of waiting until like I would get to play her in earnest. And we kind of did things backwards. Funimation decided, hey, One Piece has all these movies, so we're going to dub one. Uh, and the, the most popular one at the time was the Alabasta arc. The Alabasta movie. Movie. So that's what I did first. And I also helped direct it. Um, and it was pretty cool to like help you know, like, cast some characters like Kyle Aber as my dad and uh, <laughs> Sunny Strait as the duck, as Kadu. Uh, it was so cool. So I got kind of a preview of what it would happen when we finally reached those episodes um, somewhere, I don't know, after 2008, because by then we were in the new building. So it was wild to then get to explore the whole thing, especially her undercover stuff. Um, I love getting to do characters when they have like multiple attitudes or personalities. I play a lot of them actually. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I forget that, that Vivi is on that list. So Man, she's really also super cool. <laughs> I'm glad I got to play her. And uh, in the, I got to sing a little bit kind of in, in character. Um, one of the, oh, I think it was an opening, maybe it was a closing during the Alabasta arc is like from Vivi's perspective. So um, I got to sing that one. And then the closing credits song for the movie was also Vivi. And I adapted that one and got to sing it. And that was so cool because as you know, EDs are like 90 seconds long, but this was for a movie. So it was full on like Disney ballad style. <laughs> it was really cool. It's called Compass. It's on, it's on YouTube. You can find it if you've never heard it. Uh, love me some Vivi. That's uh, yes. Rant over, ramble over. <laughs> Can I go? Okay. was great. Like when Alabasta got introduced to One Piece, it just definitely changed the game, and it was a fun ride. Yeah, and that's where I fell in love with One Piece too. Oh, 
What's not to love, man? All those crazy villains, right? And they're insane costumes. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Um, since we're, I just now realized you've played a lot of strong will, like women in anime. Yeah. You also play Evergreen in Fairy Tale. I do. <laughs> she's ridiculous. She I, love, I love her because she's, to me, more comical. Than any of the other females that I played, I love that how she's trying so hard to be the best, and she has you know kind of a complex about Urza, and uh, that early on stuff was really funny, yeah. uh, especially because uh, so Colleen uh, mentioned her a lot in this interview. Uh, Colleen plays Urza, and she and I not anymore, but when we were both newer voice actors, were compared quite often. Our voices were similar and we played the same types of roles or could play the same types of roles. So to me, it was really hysterical that I was playing this character that like had an issue with her character. <laughs> you guys, you, you guys kill fairy tale. But the, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I don't care. But I- Hers is awesome too. Yeah, yes. I think everyone- in the dub did a fantastic job it's yeah. hard to play characters for such a long time and in such a vast world and to wrap your head around what it is the lore of this place and the magic of this place i know it would take me a while every time i'd go in to be evergreen because she wasn't around all that often so mm-hmm. recording was pretty sporadic and to have to remind myself okay this is what this world feels like and this is how broad the comedy is and this this is what your magic is like oh yeah 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 okay these people got it i got it uh, I was just so grateful. Those kind of big world shows are fun because you get to hear so many different people yeah. and it's really cool to see how the director will cast them in ways that the, the little miniature ensembles within the large cast, like how's the Thunder Legion going to sound together and how are these people going to sound together? Like, that's cool to me. I'm into that stuff. So <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. the formation to, to me, like you guys really killed it because that show is so like I hadn't watched it for a while and I had recently turned it on like on Hulu and I was crying again because I'm like oh my god Bless. <laughs> wow like I the emotional attachment I have to fairy tale is one thing but just the the way you guys deliver just uh I I don't know you guys just really you guys feel it. well so. thank you I will share that with everybody oh cool <laughs> tell them Melanin and Manny wants to interview them by the way okay <laughs> No, we said hi too. So, okay. <laughs> um, do you guys have any more questions? Um, I did want to ask though. Um, a part of why I feel like it's important that Melanin Animated interviews and talks to voice actors is to have our audience be introduced to the voice acting industry if they're interested. Oh. Um, so I do see um in your credentials here that <laughs> you um. <laughs> are an ADR director. Could you basically explain for those who aren't familiar what that would entail in your day-to-day work? Sure, so ADR stands for Automated Dialogue Replacement. It's just a fancy term for dubbing. Mm -hmm. And um, I work for Funimation as a director and I started directing for them in 2005. So what my job entails, at least at Funimation, is uh, holding auditions casting the show and then uh, a script is already given to me Um, it's adapted by our writing team and I bring the actors in one at a time and I work with one actor and a sound engineer to uh, record this thing in English and uh, part of my job is like making sure that the actor is portraying an emotion that is correct to the animation that's already provided, uh, making sure the words they're saying fit in the mouth animation, because we can't change that either. And so uh, the writers do give their best go of what they think, uh, which words they think are going to fit in the mouth. But that uh, doesn't always work because the writer isn't the actor, right? So the actor talks faster, talks slower. So it's very important that a director has uh, good communication skills and good vocabulary and is able to rewrite on the fly because that's definitely something you're going to do. How to look at a line and know how very quickly we can make it two syllables faster or three syllables longer or uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so you you do that for a whole episode and then when the episode's uh, completed, you watch it all, uh, work with your engineer, make sure everything is in place where you want it to go. It then goes off to another engineer called a mixer 
and they make it sound like what you guys will hear at home. Uh, they you know, mm. can add room tones and add filters and reverb and stuff like that and make the explosions loud, all of that. They send that back to me and I make sure it sounds how I want. And uh, then we're done. That's ADR directing. That's <laughs> what's up. Yeah. yeah so are mostly voice actors ADR directors? I'd say it's maybe 50-50. Folks start either as engineers and become uh, directors or they start as voice actors and become directors. Uh, It's it's a pretty clean split for us uh, at Funimation. We apologize. (laughs) We're at a library. (laughs) Not tight yet. We don't have a studio like Funimation. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) We can't do what y'all do yet. Uh, We'll get there though. Wow, it's, it's crazy I'm talking to you because <laughs> my childhood. I know that's so, I know because you go to conventions and stuff like that and you're probably like, uh-huh, but it's oh. you and the rest of the Funimation gang for my childhood. I, they, they're not dub fanatics like me, but like I <laughs> love dub, okay? <laughs> so it's just like talking to you is like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm honored. I think that it doesn't matter to me if you are uh, if you appreciate subs more than dubs. I think they each have their merits, and um, uh, what I strive for as a director is to bring the culture to a Western audience as best as possible. It mm-hmm. used to be like when I was a, a kid. And maybe when y'all were kids, like in the heyday of maybe Pokemon, first time around, uh, it was about localizing that's the term localizing so making this thing feel like it was a western show to begin with and i think that we have progressed as a society to not wanting that and the reason that we like anime is because it's from somewhere else but putting it in english just makes it more accessible and folks who want to argue against that i'm like have you ever read one of the greek tragedies pretty sure you didn't read it in greek you know (laughs) like i have a degree in theater so i had to read a lot of that stuff and uh I, I would, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be as cool hearing it performed in Greek and having to read some subtitles like up on a screen while the actors are out on stage. So okay. I just want the language, the language that is our native language to um, give the story uh, more clearly to the audience. And I think it does help with some of the uh, the big difference, big cultural differences. We can you know, adapt around those because sometimes if you just read it, you don't catch what that means. Um, right. the, the acting in English to help with that English or Spanish or Portuguese or whatever dubbed thing you want to watch it in because there are dubs in practically every language which is really mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I, I loved Japanese culture when I was young so that to me is why anime is so cool and why slice of life is my favorite genre because mm-hmm. I just like that every day. Oh, love it so much, so much. <laughs> and that yeah, I just love that you said that because I'm like, it's so underappreciated as a genre. Like it's so slept on. It's such, it's such an amazing genre. And that was going to be a question that I was going to ask you, but you answered it. So that's great. Yes. So I love slice of life. And um, of course I like to direct shows that actually are slice of life, like maybe Soccer Quest. And I'd say even Fruits Basket, even though it's extremely dramatic and has a lot of comedy and it has romance, it's still a peek into ev- the everyday life, like home oh, life, school life. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I think that I like those types of shows so much that I, I kind of put that style into everything that I do because mm-hmm. I really want dubs to sound as natural as possible. Certain mm-hmm. shows need, need the heightened... Uh, for lack of a better term, kind of cartoony Saturday morning vibe, mm-hmm. like shonen type shows totally require that. But others right. I think don't. And I'm of the mind and I think each director can think of it their own way. And that's great. And that's another thing that's really cool about anime and being an anime fan. There are so many people involved. The dubs they produce will be different. So you're going to find one that you like, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, what I was getting at is, um, do, 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 what was I going to say? Oh, a lot of the time in anime, the the characters, the story, uh, what everyone's going through, the circumstances are pretty heightened. It's a little bit more dramatic than our real lives. Maybe they're in space. They're 13 and they're flying a robot. You know, everything's just big. The stakes are really high. And um, I feel like if you can't bring a natural sounding voice to that, 
what are we going to connect to as an mm. audience member? Cause like, well, I already don't look like that blue haired 13 year old kid in a robot. Um, you know, so like, I want the voices to come from a, a truly uh, like organic place, I mm. guess. So mm. that's what I'm looking for. Typically when I'm casting, I'm not, uh, I don't want to hear people doing a voice. I'm, I'm really Ooh. trying to find somebody whose natural voice, give or take maybe a little bit higher, or a little lower, or add a little more breath or a little more scratch. They already embody that character with what they bring to the table naturally. But that's just my approach. <laughs> and I, that's my question. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was I was gonna let you know you guys killed it, Fruit Basket. I'm sorry. Um, Thank you. I'm saying that, but you guys definitely. I cried. Yes, me too. And I was directing it. <laughs> I was always crying. Have <laughs> yeah, you seen that for like the um, afterthoughts from you guys? Um, yeah, I definitely cried. It was really mm. bad, but um, I cried. Um, two things. I wanted to. You play Mina. Is that yeah. her name? From yes. Um, so in the black community, black anime community, we think they think she's black. I don't know, but, um, I'm sorry that I play her. her. I'm super white. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't apologize for that. Don't do that. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just letting you know that you are very much playing a black girl to them. Not these girls. I'm just saying in the community. That's cool. I don't know. I'm I'm honored. You guys, thank you for adopting. (laughs) on tiktok they have these like you know head cannons and, yeah, yeah that she's yeah. Not black and you know Bakugo go in them her hair products yeah yeah i just want to let cool. you know that um and then any tips for voice acting you know that would be great because sure. um, <laughs> okay yeah um Again, this will just kind of be where I'm coming from. There are people out there who may tell you something different, but you asked for my advice, so I will give it. Um, The best actors that I work with are well-rounded actors who focused on honing their acting craft before they tried to become voice actors solely. Um, And I think that that is wise because there are certainly tips and techniques and tricks once you are a voice actor, but I think adapting and using those is a lot easier to do when you've already learned how to to do the hard work, the emotional work, the, um, that isn't to say that we're always just crying our heads off in the booth or something, but the, the ability to have a certain emotional recall, to have things just, um, available to you, um, in your kind of inner life to pull out when you need them, there's nothing like it. And also the ability of an actor and a director, um, like a really skilled actor to just kind of commune with one another and Mm -hmm. communicate. And they speak a language that an actor who's been acting a while understands. They get the lingo and the jargon, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just something that acting training will, will teach you and prepare you for in the world of voiceover um because it's so competitive it's extremely competitive to be not just a a working voice actor working actor period and uh i think that i think that stage training really prepares you for that um it also teaches you how to use your instrument your voice uh very well as well as how to act here's the thing how to act with your whole body which is what you learn for the stage and then you distill it once you're in the booth and only use your voice but imagine if you never learned how to act with all of you and mm. only started with your voice. I feel that that would be very limiting. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I think a, a lot of voice actors from my generation, at least, started on the stage or on, on camera and then kind of fumbled their way around and, oh, look, voice acting. Like they kind of found it and uh, realized, hey, this is a thing that I do really well and stuck with it. But later generations of voice actors have um, grown up realizing voice acting is a thing that I can do. I wanna do that. And I think it's great, um, but I always say start with acting classes. I'm not telling you, you have to go get a degree in theater like I did or have a you know master's from such and such college, like certain actors I know, and I'm so jealous of them, um, <laughs> but uh, like, definitely take some legit acting classes where you aren't thinking about being a voice 
of something mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. aren't just trying so hard to be Mina Ashido or Winry or, or whatever. Uh, because also, I think taking those classes will really teach you if acting is what you want to do and if acting is what you're made for. If like you have to tell stories, that is your purpose in life, then yes, be an actor. But sometimes I think that maybe folks really, really love anime and they just want a way to be a part of it more. And voice acting seems like the most accessible thing because Mm -hmm. they know it's drawn in Japan. So I'm not going to become an animator necessarily. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are also lots of jobs within the anime industry here in the United States. So I'm not trying to put people off from becoming a voice actor, go and do that, aim for it. Why not? Um, But if it's more like, I just love anime, see what else you can do within the community. We need so many people to do all kinds of things. Uh, You name a job and they probably do that at Funimation. Like we have accountants, we have, maybe you are great at languages, learn Japanese, become a translator or become someone who helps with acquisitions and licensing. We have people in who are marketing experts, social media experts, uh, and they get to live and breathe anime too, just like me. I'm just telling the stories and there are people that all they do all day is interact with fans on the internet or interact with fans at the, the booths at the conventions. Um, there's so much to do in the world of anime and it's only growing here in the West. Funimation is now like a, a global uh, yeah. um, company. We're all over the world now. <laughs> so um, we have at least two offices in this, in the United States in Dallas and then another one in Los Angeles. So you know, there's anime work to be had. <laughs> you guys have any more questions? Um, no, no questions, but I just wanted to say thank you for yeah. sharing, lending us your voice for years and years and years because you do amazing work. You're still doing amazing work. And mm-hmm. you have stamped yourself as one of a kind characters and one of a kind shows. And I just hope that you continue to what you're doing thank you i hope i do too <laughs> um i mean she's already answered the after questions so i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. uh do you watch do you, okay so what is your favorite anime of all time Ooh, wow okay well i'll go to the slice of life thing my favorite show is called honey and clover Oh. And a beautiful slice of life anime from the early 2000s there is a manga it's about 36 episodes and it's about kids in art school together it is beautiful and heartbreaking i there is a dub but i actually haven't watched it because at, when it came out i was in love with the show and really 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 wanted to be in it or to direct it and then Funimation didn't get it. So I was like, I'm not watching the dub. Right. <laughs> and anytime I rewatch the show, I still just go back to the Japanese because it, it has a special place in my heart. Um, so I love Honey and Clover. Another favorite is called His and Her Circumstances, another kind of school drama romance slice of life. And then the classics that everybody loves, like Cowboy Bebop and mm-hmm. uh, Sailor Moon, of course. <laughs> Uh, do you have any shows that you're watching outside anime i over the last year and a half i guess since the pandemic um have become a big k-drama fan so i watch a lot of k-dramas because honestly as much as i would like to watch the shows that my colleagues are working on and my fellow actors are in i already watch anime 40 hours a week for my job you know so i'm like i don't know i really want to watch Jujutsu Kaisen, but I don't have time, right? I understand. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> when I need to just check out, um, K dramas are my jam. I'm super into them. <laughs> They're great. I love them. What are some of your favorites that you've watched or have been watching? Uh, All time favorite is Goblin. Oh, okay. Add that to the list. Oh, you all, oh, man. You have to see it. If you have Vicky, that's where you can see it um, okay. for sure. And some other favorites in the last, uh, I say in the last year, like I've only been watching them for a year and a half. (laughs) Um, Probably there's this really cool one called startup. That is about uh, a startup company. (laughs) Maybe that sounds boring, but it's great. I think I saw that one. Hold on. 
Yeah, I think I heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's really fun. Oh, okay. That one sounds fun. Gonna watch that too. Yes. Is it where they made an app or something together? Yes, it is. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, who's she gonna end up with? Yes, that's like, why. Is the company gonna survive? And then the oh, that sounds like my then, cup of tea. Yes, oh, I great mm-hmm. one. I love K-dramas, but when I say I have to take a break, because it's stressful. Oh, yeah. yeah, that grandma, she's so sweet. That relationship yeah, she her to, and the good boy. Yeah, the corndog lady. Oh my gosh, so great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys are like, what? Corndogs? They're, they factor into I haven't watched like any me. dramas in years. I think the last time I watched, I watched a J-drama. It was called Bloody Monday. And it was about this boy who was like really smart and he could hack into stuff and he had to help the government fight these neat bioterrorists. It was really weird, but it was really good from what I remember. All right. What's another good one? Uh, recently watched one called Record of Youth, which is about a young man like struggling to become an actor. Um, it was great. And uh, I mean, typically they're all great because if I don't like it, I don't keep watching it, you know? <laughs> so if I, if I finish the show, then I liked it. Uh, another really fun one is What's Wrong with Secretary Kim? I need Excellent. to finish that. Is it yeah. good? Oh man, it's so fun. It's so I great. I love that one. Uh, yeah, that's in the, my top. I think I've maybe named my top shows. So, yeah. Have you seen uh, Boys Over Flowers? I haven't, but I need to. Oh, you need oh to. that one is phenomenal. Oh, it's good. older, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. all the way. Out. Oh, it has Lee Min Ho in it. Yeah, when he's got horrible hair. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you're one of the most beautiful men God ever made. What is going on with your hair? <laughs> uh, he's great in a couple of other shows. One is called uh, The Heirs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's on Netflix. It's so good. It is the best, like, poor girl at a rich school, uh, rags to riches kind of like high school drama. It's so fun. And the first couple episodes take place in California, and so there's all this English going on, and it's it's oh, that's so cool. it's so awful and great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then even another really good one called uh, The King Eternal Monarch which is like a time travel thing where there's like two parallel Koreas and oh man, one, it's so cool. Watch that one too. <laughs> Have you seen, um, was it called? Boys Over Flowers, a uh, ramen shop? No. My favorite. Miss where, where can I see that one? Uh, Vicky. On or Vicky? It's either on Netflix, I believe it's on Netflix or Vicky. Okay. Well, good thing I have both of those. <laughs> add it to my list. There's another one like a boy band. It's like I think it's like uh, Boys Over Flowers, like boy band or something like that. It's really good. So. Okay, man, I, I need sh- I need more time to watch day dramas. That's what it is. <laughs> Not enough time in the day, but I try to watch like an episode or two a week if I can. <laughs> so, are you like located in Texas or Cali? Yeah. Okay. I, I live in Dallas. I grew up in San Diego, but I moved to uh, Dallas for college. So I've been here for about 20 years. Yeah. Oh, I miss Texas. Yeah. What part did you live in? All over. Because um, when my grandma was alive, she literally like was uh, always like everywhere. Oh, cool. Um, so I was like in the Fort Worth area, Arlington, Irving, Plano. Yeah. So DFW. That's awesome. Yes. So I, I definitely um, so yeah that's cool yeah I lived in Arlington and Mansfield and then I moved abroad and when my husband and I moved back we lived in Irving and now we're in Dallas proper so hopefully next year when we go to DreamCon you know yeah oh with DreamCon was this weekend right it was that's so awesome I'm so happy like Zeno and Gabe and everybody out there out there shining as they should Oh, are we allowed as like, I don't know, you're not over Funimation, but are we allowed to like come in and? Um, not, not right now. We yeah. do, honestly, I mean, nobody can go anywhere because of the pandemic, but um, when we were still a functioning and open studio, there were tours. So mm-hmm. there would be someone that you could contact if your group, you know, would like a, a tour. That's mm-hmm. totally a thing uh, that would happen. Right now we're in the process of moving um, from our old studio to a new building. 
though mm-hmm. everybody is working from home still. All the recording is from home. All of the, all the everything is from home. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need to ask. I just, you know. No, it's all good. When I come back to Texas, I want to show off to them <laughs> my home. So I literally was trying to tell them like Funimation is not far from DreamCon like that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not far at all. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely appreciate you taking your time out to talk to yes. us today. I, yeah. yeah. Happy to. I'm glad we were able to find a time. I know it was a little crazy at first because my schedule. I didn't want to like. I felt bad for asking all the time. Y'all are cool. I do kind. I get asked often to you know do a podcast, do a thing, but I'm like, these girls are awesome. I'm gonna do theirs. (laughs) You're like the 800 person that said that. That's great, and I just appreciate what you're doing um, with your platform and you know giving. Yeah, it's it's very cool. And it's oh right my god! Time. Thank you, Shona. Thank you. That's the right time. Yeah, uh, that means a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to to amplify melanated characters, you know, so everybody can realize, like, oh yeah, I loved that character. I loved that show, and it's like, yeah, because we're not really that different, you idiots. You know, follow. <laughs> so, I'm with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you wanna? us or we you know oh me oh anything I want to add anything new you have coming up or anything Um, that you're working on that you can share sure I'm working on two shows right now one is called Shadow's House and it's a cool kind of gothic mystery and the other is called uh, The Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent. And I it, know what that one is. Yeah, and it's a slice of life isekai. <laughs> it is, like my two favorite oh. genres combined. And it's like female focused. It's so yep, cool. Yep, all and, the things. Yeah, and while it is romantic, it is not a show about the romance. It's about like this woman and what she's going to accomplish. So yep. super awesome. And it's so wholesome and lovely and like, no one's cleavage is hanging out and it's we just that. yeah not there's anything wrong you know <laughs> be proud of your body and all but it's cool that I don't have to worry like about okay what icky fan servicey thing is about to happen you know I'm like oh and here's the part where he trips and falls into her chest nope none of that none of that <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just so sweet and like all the men are very chivalrous and all of the ladies are lovely and mm-hmm. uh it's it's a delight because after fruits yeah. basket which was a phenomenal experience, but an, an emotional one for like three years. Oh, very. So, <laughs> to, work on, to work on Saints is uh, delightful. So those are my two projects right now. Voice acting wise, we've got season two of um, Zombieland Saga. Mm-hmm. And that's way fun because I love my character. I love playing the tough kind of brash characters. And that's what Saki is. So <laughs> that, that, of course, Mina is still happening. My hero is still recording. Yep. And um, yeah, that's mainly, that's what I'm up to. What is the anime you guys were talking about? Um, the Saints. Magic um, power. Power is omnipotent, yes. Yeah. The Saints magic power is omnipotent. Okay, I think I know what you guys are talking about. I don't know yeah. if that's a different name. It came out, it's, it was in the summer, okay. no, the spring yeah. lineup. Mm-hmm. It's but in the, the spring lineup. Yeah, the dub is just now coming out. I think we've got yeah. one episode only. The second one <laughs> might come out this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one it's a good one and and because it's taking us a little longer to get episodes out because of the pandemic backlog right. you know it gives you mm-hmm. a chance i think to try out more shows and decide what you like and what you want to keep up mm-hmm. with not a sudden dump of here's 13 episodes watch them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of messes yeah. up the experience sometimes but yeah, yeah. Well, i think also too the pandemic has kind of brought back that that weight that we used to have because before nowadays we're just used to getting everything all at once but now it's kind of like wait till next week no wait you gotta wait wait. till next week and doesn't it make it a little more like gratifying when you do finally get it (laughs) it's taking away some of that entitlement (laughs) that I was certainly experiencing as a (laughs) as a creator (laughs) she really answered every question oh I'm glad Without answering, we didn't have to ask. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's well, thank you, Caitlin, for um. Thank y'all for having me. Keep up the good work. Thank you. That that means a lot. Um, I'm happy to know 
or rather I should ask. So you're saying Mina can come to the cookout? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) If she wants to. I mean, she's allowed to say that. (laughs) That was the vibe I was getting when you were like, I mean, you already had to get out. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) um, So with that, um, uh, it's been great to have you. Um, Where can they find you, reach you? Uh, you can find me on social media. I am on Twitter at Caitlin's Voice and on Instagram also at Caitlin's Voice. I have a Facebook. I don't ever use it. So don't try and contact me on there. It's just like regurgitated Twitter posts. So like just know. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are the place. And um, I will be around at conventions this year, provided the country doesn't shut down again. You eat anime NYC or you don't know? I don't know yet. I would, I have not been invited. When is that one? That's November, the mm-hmm. weekend before Thanksgiving. Okay. I've not been invited. So I don't know. We shall see. <laughs> the fall is still a little bit open. People are still lining up their, their guests at this time. So we'll oh, see. I hope they add you. Yeah. Yes. Cause I want to, you know, we want to say hi. I'll be at least in the East coast area. I'll be at Connecticut. I think that's in Hartford in Connecticut in Ooh. september with tons of voice actors oh my gosh so many i was amazed at the lineup it's got to be a dozen or more so if you're looking for something to do in september and can travel a little bit Connecticut might be your best bet <laughs> i will definitely look into that yeah absolutely um well with that guys um you guys want to say where they can find you and then i can close this out um, well, my name is Amani, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mani B Plan. I'm Tati, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fun Sized Small. Cute. And, and again, I'm Kyla. You guys can definitely, obviously, find me. Um, on Instagram at Melanin Animated. And again, thank you, Caitlin for coming much love to you much love to y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend and with that thank you you're welcome bye hey i'm caitlin glass the voice of haruhi fujioka welcome to the host club and you are listening to melanin animated Thank you.